Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Whoa. Whoa. Welcome to Say What Show. It is March 4th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. And of course, I'm still having bizarre <coughs> internet interruptions. So, and see now there's, good Lord. No, I don't. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Okay. And um, so Walt's got the stream. And Dolly, how's everything sound to you? Good, good. Sounds good. Sounds good. It sounds oh, more soft. I hear, I hear. I have an echo. You have an echo? See, yes, when I, wait a Stop. Yes, I have an echo. Oh, it did stop. It's a darn echo thing. wonder well, why I it does that. I think it was coming over my microphone. It's the only thing I can think of. Am I not plugged in correctly? No, I'm plugged in. I don't know. Are you hearing it now? Are you no, hearing your, your headset? No, I don't think so. Okay. I am. I am too. Because no, so because Jan's not going to be with us? No, Jan comes next Saturday. This is the first. Oh, I swore you said Jan was going to be here today. And never mind. And My I even mind mess- doesn't work properly. I even messaged you, you to say no. I even messaged you to say no. She was not on today, but you didn't get anyway. Let's, oh, let's, let's just get on with the show. But the show is sort of like you know what's happening out there. Um, Walt, I know you probably didn't catch Jan's show, but it was so interesting because she was reading Fulford and the uh, What are they? The Camarthian K- 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 mob. What is it? The, Kakistanian? What? What? Who's those Jewish people that got forced? Oh, into the Hazarian mob. Hazarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, how do you spell that sucker? And I don't have it's my. It's Hazarian. It's with K H. Uh, Kazarian. Okay, that's why. Yeah, but it's not. It's pronounced Hazarian. Hazarian. He was. Oh, she was. Geez. She went through that whole history that you've talked about so many times. Um, but it was brought current by Fulford. It was it was interesting. It really was. <clears throat> well, she could, I hope the uh, their what the trick they used in the past doesn't work anymore because in the past they got away with what they with what they did by pretending to change. Uh, they pretended to convert to uh, Judaism when in reality they didn't. So now they can pretend all they want, and it's it, it. That's it. It's it's over. You can pretend all you want, but everybody knows you never change your spots. Well, she was making a list of the different uh, things that are indicating that the rest of the world, the rest of the world is um, paying attention to what's really happening. That they know the real story. That the Ukrainian war is a war of liberation. But she pointed out some interesting facts that I didn't know. She went through a bunch of kind of legalese concerning the 
concept that Russia really still is legally by international law in control of the Ukraine and a couple of the other ones, smaller, you know, supposedly nations now. And so this is a policing action to go in and to clean up all of the garbage has been there since World War II because the formation of this fascist Nazi mentality came about at that time. And it just is permeated underneath the surface for so long and now it's bubbled up to the top. And so, but it was very interesting the way that she laid that out, that if you look at it from what we know, it's a policing operation of a, of a part of their country that has gone rogue mad, <laughs> you know, like California. Yeah. Think about it. This is uh, this reminds me of, because I was telling my mom about filling her up on what the situation is there with the Ukraine. And it's like I said to her, think about it. If this were really truly a war, like uh, let's say Second World War, where uh, Germany was reduced to a pile of rubble, do you think as a standing as so well? I know that he's not officially a president of any kind. You know the Biden guy, but why would a standing up a president go travel to the middle of a of a war zone? C- uh, celebrities. Uh, uh, actors, singers, you name it, they're visiting there like it's a tourist attraction. Is that, that's where you Congress go? Congress people. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you're in the middle. Walt. These people are supposedly yeah. in the middle of a war and you're, you're there? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the, I one of the, you no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that when, when Biden got there, he walks out of this building and all of a sudden these air raid sirens go off and they just keep walking down the street. Now, if somebody was walking down the street and they heard an air raid siren, wouldn't you run for, for your life? <clears throat> and yet uh, they didn't. Uh, and one of the, no, one of the comment, one, one of the commentators said that we haven't had any air raid sirens go off in days. And yet, as soon as he walked out of that building, it was, I mean, it, it's, it's getting so blatantly clear uh, what's happening. There, there, I, I want to talk about these things probably, maybe. But when I came on today to put up the show, Yasmin had put up these memes, one after the other. I actually messaged her after I saw him. I said, are you frustrated? <laughs> because every one of them was from our point of view, right? And But the one that just made me, oh my God, this is too funny. It's the first one she started with, I think. And you can just scroll up in the chat room to see these. But there's this guy and, he, and he's like in a, in a pastor type of thing, you know, pastor. And he's saying, oh, they've got to wake up now, they got to wake up now, and he's got so much excitement. And he, he go through about the sixth frame, and he's laying there sleeping <laughs> on the grass. You know, it's like, oh, my God, what is it going to take to wake these people up? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, very strange. But it was interesting listening to Fulford again. <laughs> Because we read him for a year at least. 
So I don't know if he's gotten any more accurate because that's kind of why we left him was that he wasn't panning out the way he yeah, was. I, the, that time I was checking, I was asking with my pendulum and I was asking, okay, what percentage, like, is everything he's saying accurate? No. <laughs> so I started asking for a percentage and the only percentage that I got yes was 23%. Everything else was not accurate. And then uh, not too long, I don't know, maybe two months ago or, th or three months ago, uh, when Janine was doing a drawing cards on what Fulford was saying, she was getting, it was like, it was like me with a pendulum. She was getting that, no, it wasn't accurate. Some things were accurate, but the rest was not. So it's like, well, same, same, you know, same game, you know, different day, different date. That's interesting. It's also what, disappointing. <laughs> what it was is that it wasn't, uh, thankfully her, she's more precise and there's more elements because it's not just a matter of asking a yes or no question. She's able to get from the cards elements and then from her interpretation of the cards, he himself is his his nature is to tell what he knows and be honest about it. The problem is that he himself is the one being played. He's not being told. Whoever tells him what he knows is not a hundred percent accurate. It's not a, a, either accurate or honest or both. So it's not him being a bad reporter because he is trying to do the best he knows how to do, but he doesn't know that those that are feeding him information are not playing the same game. So that's what she was able to ascertain from the cards. You make me think of Simon Parks. I wonder if she's ever done that with Simon Parks and whatever did happen to him. <laughs> I stopped well, listening He to must have gotten years. his money because the last time, the last thing I, I got from uh, in the way of news of him is that he was uh, access? He was uh, getting in touch with the CIA because he wanted to get a job for a uh, hundred thousand a year, and uh, so he was uh, chasing after uh, after them to, to be given a, a position, a bad job with the CIA. So I thought, oh well, I guess we know what camp he's playing because it's my understanding the CIA is, is he has he in, moved to America. Oh. Is my understanding that the CIA is a, a part of the uh, cabal operations? Well, you know, it's, it's part of the dark state, yes. Um, but, it, you know, it's one of these type of situations like with the FBI. You've got a group of people that are just as dirty as can be. But now you've got all these whistleblowers. It's like a two dozen of them that have come out and said this, this, and this about the FBI. So, you know, I, I wouldn't go to work for the, with the CIA. I I had to have interface with the CIA when I was intelligence work. And back in the 70s, they were pretty dumb. I, I, they, they, they just were strange people. They just, <laughs> I can't even explain it. It's like the, my feeling was that they were stupid. That's all I can say. I never liked having to interface with them. It was like they either were keeping all the secrets or they didn't know any secrets. And they, uh, I mean, it's just. But aren't they like paranoid to the max? Well, these people weren't paranoid because they weren't in the field, you know. But they just didn't seem, t 
they seem to be, and I shouldn't say all of them because I only interfaced with like a few of them. And it was just over specific things. It wasn't like I hung out with them or anything. But I would just get this energy off of them that these are not the brightest people in the world. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I, 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 and then the people in NSA, now that's paranoia, NSA. I had to go there for, a, I don't know, some meeting. And to get into the building, now I'm in uniform. I've got all these documents that say that I'm who I am. I've got a permission slip to go in the building. And we go through, um, I think I was by myself. No, I must have had somebody with me. I don't know. But I go through the first building. And it's like a, a gate building, a gate you know, where the guards are. And they check everything out. And then we go into the building, but out <clears throat> inside the building now, we got to go through the same thing. And then I go up. Somebody brings me up to this. We went up an elevator. We get off this elevator, and we're in a small, narrow hallway. But all of the doors that were in, in the hallway were like bank vault doors <laughs> you know i mean there was combination locks and everything else and inside this room which was a big huge room it was almost like on the other side of all these doors where it was this one big room you had all these people from nsa working there now in the military or intelligence work you have to have a clearance in other words they spend, well, at that time in the 70s, it was $50,000 when they, every time I had to get another clearance, they go back to the people that they had, you know, they go and they go to your family and they'd say, who does Nancy know? And my friends, who does Nancy know that you know? They wouldn't ask the friend or the family, the people that you give them, they don't ask them anything. They use them to get to the next tier to be able to say, is she trustworthy or whatever? So you go through all of that to get the clearance, but still you have to have a need to know. In other words, you may have clearance to see certain information, but you have, a sp have to have a specific need to know. So in this NSA office, they all had the same clearances, but every single one of them only had a need to know in a very, very specific topic. It wasn't like me where I knew the entire battlefield, the entire world setup. It was like they were very, very specific as to what they had access to. So I walk in this room and I was introduced and, and the chief engineer there, whoever he was, said, um, any questions she asks any of you, she has a need to know, tell her. So I went around for, I don't know, eight hours, six hours, something to each of these people and sat down with them and have them brief me on what they knew. But at the end of the day, <laughs> okay, so at the end of the day, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this one person. I'd lost track of time and I see all this commotion. I said, oh, it's late. Uh, you're going home. Yep, yep, we're going home. Okay. And I realized that the commotion I was seeing were these people pulling out these black blankets cloths 
to put over their desks. <laughs> and I'm like thinking to myself, I have never seen such incredible security. You've got a bolt door on this room, but you're also putting these <laughs> black cloths over your desk. You know, and that was so nobody could see what was on your desk. It, it, that's paranoid. As if the people couldn't lift the blanket up? Well, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things. But then, then it got even weirder because somewhere during that day, may, I guess it was a different, different uh, visit I had. I ended up talking to this guy that was uh, like the chief engineer of NASA. I mean, NSA. And we're in his office and we're chatting about NSA spy stuff. And he looks at me and he says, have you ever heard of the new science that's called quantum physics? And I said, no. And this guy proceeds to give me a rundown of quantum physics. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy moly, what the hell is this guy talking about? (laughs) You know, he was way over my head. And then he gets, he stops it at one point and he says, he gets really pensive. And I think now he was probably talking about the blind slit, you know, experiment where they realized that thought is what really dictates what happens. But he said to me, and then and then there's these things that happen that shouldn't happen or have no explanation as to why they happened. And I, I, I said, well, what do you what do you call that? I mean, what what is this? And he said. Oh, we call it the X factor. And I said, well, what's the X factor? And he said, hmm, I guess I'd call that God. <laughs> this is his head engineer of NSA. Uh, you know, at the root of all science is God. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, gee. It's almost, it's almost like the, the byline of uh, archaeologists. Anything they cannot explain, they say it's a religious thing. It seems it seems like the ancients. That's all they did. Religion. They didn't do. They didn't. Ha- they didn't have a a life. They don't have science. They didn't have art. Everything was religion. Everything was some kind of ritual. You know, there's uh, <laughs> uh, there's a new uh, ancient aliens on. It just played last night, I think, and it was about Alaska. And all of the strange occurrences that they have there, like they have an enormous number of disappearances, not just planes that might be flying and simply disappear and never be found, but people walking through the, you know, (laughs) the landscape disappearing, that type of thing. But they talked about that black pyramid. Are you familiar with that, Walt? Black pyramid in Alaska? Yeah, this, this is the first I hear of it. So fill me yeah. in. Well, I'd heard about it years ago through um, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Molt, uh, Holt, what's her name? The Linda Moulton Howell. Yes, Linda. Okay, and she was talking about this pyramid that last night I found out is inside the tallest mountain in Alaska, which makes it the tallest mountain in the northern hemisphere and the way that she explained it was that somebody had come to her 
and told her that his father had related an experience with this, what they were calling the Black Pyramid in Alaska. And the father had gotten on a transport helicopter and flown into the area. But they never stopped the engines. Whatever they had on the on the on the helicopter was taken off by armed guards. And then some other stuff was put in and then they took right off. It was that much. But that started Linda looking at it and she found, I think, another somebody else had stories. But then, it's, you know, you start to hear the whispers about this. Yeah, it's a black, it's a huge black pyramid and this was this was the weird weird thing was it who was north what the hell was it i don't even remember what country it was it might have been china but i don't think it was i think it was somebody else they did an underground nuclear explosion a huge one and it was so powerful that it sent you know, vibrations through the whole of Gaia. And the way that they presented, this is why I'm kind of stumbling, because the way they presented it kind of confused me. It was almost like they were aware that that nuclear testing was going to go on because they had monitors up to be able to catch the sound as it's coming in towards it was more than sound. It's probably very, 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 well, it's vibration sound. Let's just call it sound. So as the signal came into the area, they had monitors up. And sure enough, it was able to outline this black object in the middle of the mountain. Like they do now, it, like at, at Oak Island. They put all these pipes in the ground that are are listening devices and then would set off an electric i mean an explosion oh you mean and underground it, radar it's sort of it's not radar it's listening for sound in other words you put out an explosion and depending on the time that it takes to get to a certain microphone you can see was that passing through just simple soil or was it impeded at some point is there something there and it basically outlined this huge pyramid so this other guy that they talked about in ancient aliens he actually was able to describe to a degree that there was seemingly operations like like at each of the corners of the pyramid there was an operation building that was monitoring the pyramid from that point. And uh, then somebody called me and I never heard the end of the <laughs> ancient aliens. But it's, uh, yeah, a black pyramid in, um, in Alaska. And what made me think of it was your reference to, you know, the ancient ones not knowing it. Well, how did we get these pyramids here? If you know the ancient ones build them, or you know what do we don't? No, it's comes from something else, somebody else. And they pointed out, I you know I didn't appreciate how big Alaska is. Alaska is like Texas and Louisiana together. I think they use Louisiana. It's huge. It's the biggest state we have, and the vast 
space of Alaska, there's nobody living in it. Some of the natives are. And the natives are the ones that talk about the star people. So Alaska, interesting place. I almost got a job there when I got out of college. But then I found out it was in Juneau. And then I found out that it was uh, rain for most of the year. I said, I'm not going to some place where it rains all year long. So I didn't do Annette it. Annette lived there for a couple of years in a village you could only get through by boat or airplane. She um, ran a general store in the village. There were two of them. There were the Alaskan general store and the all-around regular, uh, all-around store. And she, she ran the all-around store uh, with her first husband. And they didn't like her husband, so they would ask her to come to all these native uh, get-togethers and, and they asked her to play on the softball team with them and and they'd take her to these uh, different hikes and they taught her about the native Eskimos and they they, they really loved her and hated to see her go but that's when, when she left her husband she came flew to my house and never went back <laughs> um, but she said Alaska is a wonderful place to live if you can live through mosquito season. Mosquitoes are as big as people. <laughs> poor, wow. poor Alaskans. Sounds like Greenland. <laughs> but she loved it. I don't know anything about, about Greenland, so I can't make a compare, comparison. Well, Greenland has like the same climate because, uh, you know, they have ice and snow most of the year and then come summertime which is short you get mosquitoes that you know will fly off with you <laughs> if they get a chance yeah so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which makes you wonder you know how can these insects survive such an extensive uh winter time but they do they grew up with it they don't know mm. any different yeah yeah well, they found I bees think it was stuff in Siberia. You know, bees. Bees? Yeah, uh, it was, I don't know if it was Siberia, but it was up in that area. The, you know, it was so cold that nobody could believe that the any insect would survive. And there was these bees. And what have they eaten? <laughs> nobody could figure it out. Yeah, so, really. How can they be doing this? It well, must be... Huh. The thing that we, the thing that we are not taking into account is that when we speak of pollen, you know, they say that bees eat, you know, they harvest pollen because they eat it and that's what they use and all that. Okay, in our minds, we hear the word pollen automatically. We see flowers, right? We f we see a field of flowers, <clears throat> and we see the bees going flower by flower collecting pollen. Correct. But I, I wasn't aware that trees themselves produce pollen, tons of pollen. In fact, I, I saw uh, you met, it, it was doing the rounds on the internet. It was like a, it was like a something curious to see where they there was a a tree. I don't know which one. It was a pine tree or a spruce spruce tree. And this guy drove up slowly, 
with like a like a skid loader and all he did is bump into the tree he didn't damage the tree he just uh bumped it so that the tree shook violently and when it did that it created such a cloud of pollen it was this the it created a a cloud that looked just like the tree so it made me realize oh the trees themselves produce pollen you don't need a flower to get you know the, the flower is a source of pollen but not the only source of, of pollen so uh, as long as the trees are producing pollen then the, the the bees have an access have a source of pollen for themselves wow who would have known <laughs> yeah. and re remember that uh that link i sent you the guy that's selling uh pine tree pollen or remember i, a I actually bought some yeah that's not that's flowers flowers it's from the tree from the tree yeah yeah, actually, when you were talking about it, I realized that. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. So, <clears throat> well, interestingly enough, the uh, station did jump, even though you're in control of it. Momentarily. So, was it so, momentarily? Is that more than a second or less than a second? Well, it was it was enough time that it started playing one of the music backups. Oh. Saw the signal. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know why this is happening, but there might be something that. Well, we've got all these these solar flares and everything happening out there. Conceivably, we're just under you know that kind of energy that can momentarily interrupt a signal. But I just saw it happen. Didn't it didn't last long? Which makes you wonder. When did is these like, energies? Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. No, no, it's quite all right. Keep going. When did these energies uh, uh, start happening? Do you know? A while back. Weeks. Oh, a while back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, it's I'm kind of been non-stop for the last i don't know seemingly ever <laughs> uh, i woke up this morning and i felt really off um like and i i you know when i get these kind of like whoa what seems to be off i'll check with the people that i know you know and love and no nobody seemed to be in stress or anything and it was just like What's this all about? And then I read, we're going to read the Matthew, uh, March 1st one, Matthew. But I read Matthew, and he was referencing the fact that there is a more, let's say, defined attempt to create more fear in people. And I actually analyzed it from the standpoint of it's Saturday normally don't see this on saturday it's more like a monday thing but there is uh a lot of stressors that are happening to people that you wouldn't have even thought about like you know those things they put on the, the masks they put on their faces at night cp somethings oh the cpac yes cpac yeah. okay the cpac well apparently to use the cpac you need to have distilled water to keep it clean. And I 
went and bought a, a, a kit to be able to make colloidal silver. So I'd gotten the, the gallon of distilled water and it was sitting on the counter. I just left it there sitting on the counter. Well, one day I had this weird leak. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I then I thought, okay, I think it could be this. And so I just let it kind of, I, I knew it wasn't a pipe. And I let it, well, I never thought of the, the, the distilled water. The damn thing had leaked. It was an empty bottle. So I messaged Sandy and I said, if you go to the grocery store for something, just pick me up a bottle of distilled water. And I remembered that this one was the last one on the shelf when I had bought it. But she couldn't find it. And so I said, oh, I'm going to have to go to the store to get a bottle of distilled water. Great. So I something said, check it. And so I went online and I put in distilled water. And one of the options that came up is scarcity. So I clicked on huh? that. And they they have like no distilled water in Publix in in down here none oh for goodness sake yeah it's and it's why why distilled water something to i wasn't even at that point all i knew was that i had to get a distiller because people were were i mean this was a known thing be amongst these people that need it for their breathing apparatus and you know it seems to me yeah. that that when they get into this this becomes I can't breathe without it, and so they're afraid they're going to die, and so there's that much more fear. And maybe that's oh. the answer. Oh, we got all these yeah. people. Uh, Jan, I said something to Jan, and she said, we don't even have those in Britain. Well, maybe she's been away from there for a while. This is, you know, semi-new to us, too, so maybe they are there. But what if you've got people hooked on something that they need distilled water? Well, you know, you take away the distilled water, and you put them in a state of panic. You know, it could be as simple as that uh, because they're trying to drive up the fear levels. So anyway, so I go over to Amazon. Well, I started researching distilled, distills. Is that what you call it? A, a still? A, a distiller. No, a, distiller. A distiller. Okay. Yeah. So I start researching them and I find out, okay, that one I don't want to mess with. It's got too many things involved with it. And. There, then there was another one with flame. I don't have any flame, you know. And then I found the electric one. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. I have a, I'd like to. I have an electric distiller. It's a, It produces a gallon of water every every at every cycle. Yeah, and it takes about three and a half four hours to do it. Yeah, but what I don't I don't worry about it because I have uh, what do you call it? I have a full tank. For the day, and then at, at night, I let it run and um, fill another tank. So I always have, you know, the the tank holding the water, and then the tank receiving the distilled water. So that I'm, um, I'm all, and what what you have to do is, you, I always keep uh, vinegar on hand because every three bottles you have to clean it out. There's so much crap in the water, you have to clean out the the pot. Well, I'm hoping I'm not going to have that issue because I've got alkaline water in the limestone underneath. That me. means it's going to be hard water. You you are going to have more issues. I don't have hard water, but still it has crap. You got uh, the white the deposits, so you 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 will need the <laughs> vinegar well, to get rid of that. 
it came it came with um some kind of a powder like a citrus uh based powder to clean it anyway this i watched this youtube with this guy unpacking it and he 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 got one that was uh all stainless steel the ones i've got is stainless steel inside but there's a plastic out out you know on it but he was so excited about it because he had another one and he said look at how well this is and he he went through you know it was 18 minutes on this one item i had it in you know high speed (laughs) listening to it but um he he was very impressed with it and so i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get this one well it's taking two weeks for it to get to me (laughs) and and in looking at the reviews and stuff there was uh, a good portion of the people said you know i've got this cpac thing and we need the water and we can't get the water so we have to buy this distiller so you know, I don't think they've even fixed the the formula problem, the baby formula problem. I wonder if that's still an issue. And, you know, people that have a CPAP machine are are affected by baby formula as well. No, no, baby formula was in in off the shelves. You couldn't buy it. Oh, this was a few months ago. And nobody, well, Fox was covering it, but a lot of places weren't initially. And, and you know, they knew about it. They shut down one of the main main manufacturers because of some regulation. And so they knew they were going to take a huge amount off the out of the supply chain. And they did nothing about it. This is them being the Biden administration. Well, this is, this is so, so ironic because... You know, I grew up in a country where there was, I mean, I was born in 1959. There was no baby formula, but my family, my grandmother, she knew how to make a baby formula by cooking uh, flour in a, in a special way where it, it gets rid of all the all the gum and you're left with the meal part of the flour. And that's what they used for my baby formula. So they never bought anything at a store. They would. They made it up themselves. That was in fifty. Well, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, when the kids were little, there was a formula to make baby formula, uh, and you use caro syrup and evaporated pet evaporated milk. I remember the cow on the can. Um, so it can be. Homemade, if people want to take the time. But it takes work. Who wants to work for the kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. And that was telling me she saw this tape where a girl, an adult girl, um, sued her parents for. Uh, I don't know what you call it, support. She sued them for $5,000 a month that they would have to pay her because she didn't choose to be born. So uh, they were going to have to pay her $5,000 a month forever of her life. And the court passed it. Well, the parents fought it went to another higher court 
and that court overturned it. Said that was absolutely insane. <laughs> and so she gets on this video thing and says, this isn't right. I didn't choose to be born. They need to pay me for the rest of my life because I can't pay my bills if they don't pay me 5000 a month. Hell, I don't even make, I, I don't make nothing like that. Uh, uh, and she it was crazy. It's just freaking crazy. These people have gone insane in front of our eyes. But it sounds like she's creating presence. She's this case is actually backing up those people that believe in afterbirth, uh, what do you call it, abortion, killing a baby after it's born. There, it's like they're creating oh, yeah. the argument. Oh, I'm gonna kill this baby because Murder. I don't know if yeah. this baby is going to sue me when he grows up. It's like they're creating a presence. They're creating right. excuse. I see. Oh no, no! I better kill this kid. Look, see how you notice how feisty he is. She is. She's gonna sue me. I, I bet you. I bet you. Soups to donuts. She's gonna sue me as soon as I'm getting rid of this kid. <laughs> I just can't believe it. I need to check out for a while. <laughs> vacation from this insanity well, yeah you could do that but when you came back i can't imagine what it would be like you wouldn't be you would be even more shocked oh my god that happened too but you know the things happen and then we talk about them and then we go on to the next crazy thing i mean yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah you know the thing that really gets to me <laughs> tucker carlson had this young man on, uh, I mean, I think he's like nine years old or something. And oh, last night. Yeah, and he found this book that was in the library that was of... The child. Child, okay. child. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it was actually in the supposedly in the school library, too, if I understand it right. But yeah. he takes this book home yeah. and he starts reading it to his parents. And it was pornography. Absolute pornography designed to, it was two boys talking about their first sexual encounter, or one of them was narrating it, you know, and he's talking about young kids and homosexual situation. So the kid and his parents go to the school board. School board, and, yeah. Yeah, and he says to them, uh, I want to read this book. And he tells him how he got the book. Now, what was really disturbing about it was that when he went to the to check it out, the librarian said to him, "Ooh, there's some books that have pictures. Do you want me to get those?" Yeah. So yeah. he gets up in front of the school board and was reading, just reading from the book. And there were two women behind him. I don't know who they were. And it was the one to his <laughs> left. I couldn't get my eyes off of her because she's like, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, she was you could see her just, you know, she didn't even move. It was the, the look in her eyes and the, you know, it was, oh, my God, I can't believe this. It kid was is like she wanted, she wanted to crawl under her. Oh, it was it was the it was the best analysis of what this guy was reading. This kid was reading. And he was on Tucker Carlson last night, the little boy with his parents. And 
that's when somebody else calls me. <laughs> I don't know what he said. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I gotta learn to turn the tele the phone off. Oh, but well, he was basically Tucker, Tucker just, just said that. that uh, uh, this should this not be allowed in schools. No, no, not at all. Not at no. all. But what, I mean, it, it's not just that they're insane. They're evil. This is evil. Yes. You know, I mean, I can take insane people, but people who are evil. And what is it? What is it all about? It's an attack on God. You know, yeah. God doesn't know what he, yeah. she, it, or us are doing. You know, I'm more, I know more than God. I'm going to change these children. I'm going to take away their God-given sexuality. And I'm going to, ch- I mean, it's like so perverse. And if people have any doubt about what we're fighting, pay attention to what they're doing to the kids. You know? And, and they are reassigning their gender in the schools and tell them, now don't tell your parents. So they're trying to make them, uh, giving them the drugs that helps to convert them from boy to girl or girl to boy. They are doing that to the children, grade school children, in, and they don't let their parents know this unless the child says something the parent won't know well there was a woman from California uh, Clemente I think but she was she was a teacher and she gets this regulations or whatever but she reads in here and she here here there it is telling them you know, if a child is transitioning, you don't tell the parent, even if the parent asks. And so she said enough. Yes. of. And she said, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to hold this. And so they fired her. So she goes on Tucker's show and he said, are there other teachers who have come out in support of you, even though they haven't said anything? You know, and she said, yes, she said hundreds of them. We're all really appalled, but and he said, "Well, why won't they speak up?" And she said, "Because they're afraid." But doesn't this uh, reflect the business of like the straw man, where every time a baby is born, unfortunately, because you're choosing, you know, the baby is being born in the hospital, they issue the birth certificate, and the birth certificate, when a, the the birth certificate is being issued, they match it with a bond so in a way that baby doesn't belong to you that baby is actually part of it belongs to the state that's why uh, elizabeth croft who researched this she's a lady in, in canada she said don't don't register your child record the child's birth but don't register it because register it it's the you know it's the property of the, the crown register look at the queen so re- record the birth. By recording the birth, they, they, they can issue no bond to it. But unfortunately, people, you know, 90% of the children are born in hospitals and they do it automatically. They register the child. So that... that this, 
if the child is not isn't your child because it's a property of the crown, then it, it, it follows reason. Then oh, they're free to do whatever they want because it's that's, their property. That's, property. that's why state governments can come into a, a home and take the children away because they don't belong to the parents. They belong to this to essentially the U.S. government. Yeah, they've been doing it, doing it for years. Well, I don't think they did it to I me mean, because I was born before they started enacting all of these things. I've actually got two birth certificates. Um, the 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 one oh. that the one that was given in the hospital is like on a postcard, and it basically says. Mom and dad had a baby on this date and at this time. No, the time wasn't even on it. Uh, on this date, you know. So, okay. My mom spelled my name L-Y-N, and it was after my father and my grandfather. Their names were two N, so I never spelt it that way. And that, that ended up being a, an issue because when I had to sign the government papers to get into the Army, I signed Lynn, L-Y-N-N not L-Y-N, and they checked, I guess, my birth certificate or whatever. I don't remember having to, to supply that, but because that name was spelled differently, my mother and my father and myself had to sign an affidavit saying that we were not trying to defraud the government. Wow. And, I, you know, when it happened, it was like, well, this has been stupid. You know, I had no concept of what they were doing, but essentially um, it, it was a matter of that document was, it's a straw man versus me. I'm L-Y-N-N, that, the straw man thing would be L-Y-N. <clears throat> but those, I don't believe that all of this was really enacted in that concept. I could be wrong. Until later, because then when I needed a birth certificate for some other reason, I could not find the one I had. And so I ordered another one. And this thing came like a bond. It's a full letter size thing. It's got all sorts of, you know, phone, that stuff that they make government things, you know, it, like, a, like a stock bond. You know? Jeez. Yeah. Wow. So um, I'm not going to put those up on the Internet as pictures because somebody will steal them and then they'll be me. Because <laughs> there's my birth certificate. But I mean, yeah. it, it even yeah. have, yeah, they, they even had a stamp, you know, a certified copy, and it was stamped. So wow. now that, that's why I'm saying it may be that initially this you weren't considered because you, what what you're doing is you're you're giving your child over to you, people out there are probably concerned but follow the money follow the money yes. all this came yes. about in the 30s which i guess probably puts me on that side you know where it probably happened but let's just look at it from my you know just my birth certificates so it's it's a fascinating segment of history the country the united states was so far in debt and it was all gold standard at that time so far in debt 
that there wasn't enough gold on the planet, known gold on the planet, to pay it. Okay? That, that's how bad it was. So what happened was that FDR and the other cronies there made an agreement that they would get international loans to get themselves out of this situation. And those international loans were backed by the people of the United States. So each person was considered, you get, you, there was an average doubt of how much this person would pay in taxes during their lifetime. And based on that, that was a, like, a, like a, a clatter, like a, here's this person, he's worth this much, here's this one, this one, this one. And so every time you had a child, you would register it as being collateral of the United States. And that document goes to the state, I forget what the office is, but the state treasurer, I think it is. And then from there, it goes into the United States Treasury. And from there, they can tell the World Bank, look at we've got all this collateral. We want to buy some more whatever. We want more money from you. That's that's how it was all set up. That's how it happened. And it sounds ludicrous, but that's that's what it is. So <clears throat> that's why they're saying don't. And I forget, Jan was talking, who was talking about registering versus recording. recording. Yeah. You know, it, it's, if that happens, it's still, you've got to prove it. There's a whole state of law now out there. And it all comes down to this concept of the sovereign being. And I, I don't know how much information is really that you could access there's probably a tremendous amount of information that you could access on this but i do know because i have a copy of it somewhere on my computers um that judges federal judges are given a book that's 200 pages thick on what to do if certain legal matters are brought before them under this veil of sovereignty 200 pages so there is a tremendous amount of legal action on that side so but the book the, tells you how to avoid it all right <laughs> right well like for instance if you know how you a defendant goes before this the judge and the judge says blah 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 do you understand these charges and the defendant says yes i do Okay, at that moment, that defendant has agreed to be held for held for decision in that court. If that person says, no, I don't understand. They can't they can't even start the the court, the, 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 the trial, they can't start it. You have to have permission from the defendant. I understand. And. The reason for that is that those federal courts are admiralty courts. They're not based on common law. They're based on admiralty law, where you had a ship come into port and the cargo was damaged and the guy, the merchant on the other side said, oh, God, you got this all this stuff. I don't want, you know, I don't know what to do with it. It's no good. I'm not going to pay you. 
And so the the ship uh, captain and the merchant get together in admiralty law courts, which were commercial-based. And that's the fundamental problem that we have when people say, we put it through the justice system and it goes nowhere. Yes, that's absolutely true. It goes nowhere because you're not in a common law court, court of God. You're in a commercial law system that's based on admiralty law. And Bill Brockbreeder, I learned all this when Bill Brockbreeder was up on federal tr- charges, and he would he refused to say, I understand. So they had to keep postponing it, and they oh, put him through all them. And then they tricked him. They tricked him. Because they had actually closed out that trial. He didn't know this. Closed out the trial. Opened up another trial without informing him that they were now in a new courtroom, a new trial. And asked him, you know, something that made him say, I understand. And that's all they needed to have on record. He said it. And he ended up spending six years in prison. So, yeah, that's why when when we look at everything that's out there, everything is tainted. And it goes back to the fact of, do we have good people involved in all? I mean, sprinkled through it all, is there good people? Are there heroes that will finally stand up? Because this is a war. But the problem is, is that too few people understand we're at war. I know that if, more people understood that we're no, we're being attacked on all levels. That a good portion of them would say, "Well, I'm going to fight," because I believe that's the human nature. I'm going to fight for myself. I'm going to fight for my children. But they're still in that closed off from reality. They don't see it. But it's happening. It's happening. People are waking up all over the place. We just don't even hear enough of it. And, you know, one of the... At least here in the United States, they have memories of uh, a history of fighting when you have the revolutionary fight. In Argentina, they never fought. You know, they got the messenger came in one day into port saying, oh, the the king of Spain, uh, King Philip, has been taken prisoner by Napoleon. So you guys are free for the moment being. So it just fell in their lap. They didn't they didn't want uh, freedom. They were the the, the 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 merchants were more than happy to make a fortune, but nobody wanted freedom. It just fell in their lap. That's why they they suck at uh, managing freedom because they don't even know what it is. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, we're sort of at the top of the hour here. Do you want to hear Somewhere Over the Rainbow or do you want to hear Disturbance, Dolly? Disturbance. I'm in the disturbance mood. Okay, we're in disturbance. (laughs) All right. And when we come back, maybe we'll look look at uh, Matthew Ward. It... It's a good, well, they're always seemingly good, but it's real, really a, the message I think people need to hear. So here we go, four minutes. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It is March 4th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. Um, I'm assuming you guys are back, yes? Hello, hello. Assume, Assume away. away. Yes, yeah. I am. 
I have something that I'd like to discuss after we do, uh, not Fulford, whoever we're going to do. Matthew. 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 Okay. Are you want to do it now? No, no, let's do Matthew. Okay. Walter, do you okay. see? Okay. Matthew, it is. Okay. The title of this is, this is March 1st, 2023. Light versus dark battle. Needless fears. Potential lockdown. Volunteers, helpers. Intuition, discernment, effects of intensifying light. With loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. Part of the light versus dark battle is still being waged behind the scenes. But other parts are boldly moved into, onto the world stage. Citizens in many countries are revolting against government policies steeped in darkness, and other governments are refusing to cooperate with the Illuminati's efforts to bolster their fast-withering global tentacles. Deep State, the Cabal, Shadow Government, One World Order, and Neo-Nazism are among other designations for this secret society, whose many disparate factions have the same diabolical ideology and goal to control the world. <clears throat> they need low vibrations for their very survival, and they are lashing out at the growing opposition by creating fear where, however they can. They know this low vibrational sensation is potent and contagious. The fear of one person reaches everyone nearby, and they spread it wherever they go. But the people don't know that, and they don't know their fears, which stem from scary old predictions put back in circulation or outright lies reported repeatedly by Illuminati-controlled mainstream media, are needless. None of the following dire-sounding information applies to Earth's future. Uh, so the, the um, paragraph reads, if Russia defeats Ukraine, Putin can invade NATO countries, with China as Russia's ally. The danger is great that these two aggressive countries could start nuclear world war. The Illuminati desperately wanted propaganda to evoke another world war, but there will be no World War III, no nuclear war. The cleansing mission Russia undertook in Ukraine is ending more than half a century of the Illuminati's heinous activities in that country. As essential as this mission is to the life forces, there is a deep sadness about it. Most Ukrainian troops and civilians don't know about the pervasive evil doing ensconced in their country, often strategically established in basements of apartment complexes, hospitals, and schools, so they don't understand why Russian troops are attacking those places. They don't know either the atrocities that blamed on Russian troops are the work of Illuminati-paid mercenaries. People in the two countries share the same ancestral roots, culture, and history, and it is tragic that people who, aren't, who weren't enemies are now killing each other. We hadn't intended to speak so emotionally, but the situation has touched us deeply. All lives destroyed by the intention of darkness affect us this way, and we mourn with Gaia, 
but we cannot allow sorrow to linger or it would dim the collective light at the station, and we cannot let that happen. Our light is needed to help keep the universe in balance and to help Earth heal her raw wounds. wounds. Now we are looking at her in the continuum where peace, love, joy, abundance for all, and life in harmony with nature prevails. Dear ones, that is the glorious world you are helping our Earth family manifest, and all light beings in the universe are grateful to you. In the density on Earth, it is more than you can imagine, but when you triumphantly return to your homelands, you will know. Now then, the faction of the Chinese government that is taking charge is discussing with Russia and other nations the best way to establish a peaceful world, restore Earth's ravaged environment, and fairly distribute the wealth of the world. After finger-pointing at China for the, in quotes, spy balloon, the United States shut it down and soon afterwards did the same to a few unidentified objects. That raised the logical question. If those are from far off worldly source, will the aliens who sent them retaliate by invading Earth? Years ago, an intergalactic team erected a protective light grid around Earth, and its brilliance cannot be approached by any low vibrational entities. All extraterrestrial spacecraft surrounding Earth are there to assist the planet and its civilization. However, since the holographically produced ET invasion is on the Illuminati's contingency agenda, they may attempt that. If they do, the light forces will turn it into spectacular entertainment. Scientists claim, uh, this is in uh, italic te te text, it says scientists claim pandemics are here to stay. To protect public health, the World Health Organization can legally mandate that everyone be vaccinated and required proof of compliance to obtain standard services. If Illuminati-controlled WHO sets that requirement, it can, it can be enforced only briefly. The populace is waking up and the dark one's time is up. Another uh, italized text reads, the United States medical community is concerned about a superbug, fungus that is spreading. Now a fungus also is threatening the public's health. However that plays out, it will be one of the Illuminati's last effort to promote fear and chaos. In the months ahead, many deaths will be caused by the effects of vaccination, as well as the other reasons people died prior to the pandemic, in quotes. Just as now, the majority will be in accordance with soul contracts. The immune systems of everyone who observes light will be greatly strengthened. Light transforms carbon-based cells into the crystalline that are resistant to disease, enable bodies to live in the higher astral planes of light where Earth is heading, and reactivate dormant DNA strands. Light absorption comes from living in godly ways, and as God said, it is as simple as be kind. Uh, another idolized text reads, due to climate change, oceans will inundate coastlines far, as far inland as mountains and drown everyone on, in their path. Waters that have been very gradually rising for decades eventually will reach a maximum height <clears throat> of a few feet. 
some areas won't be affected at all. And people in sea level communities that are affected will have ample time to relocate. There is also the prediction of a sudden mini ice age that will destroy most life. Earth's ascension journey to her destination in high fifth density does not include either of those. Um, another idolized te text reads, climate change is causing storms to be more frequent, deadly and destructive. For more than half a century, Illuminati have technolo technologically manipulated weather and caused natural disasters. When they have been vanquished and that is looming ever larger on the horizon, there will be no more disastrous weather events or catastrophic geological upheavals. And finally, Mother Nature can get on her way to manifesting a moderate climate globally. Another text. Money in banks, pension funds, and stock markets can be lost when the economic system changes to digital. That is the Illuminati's plan, and it will not reach fruition. The system based on precious metals that will be implemented will safeguard legitimately earned money and investments and will abolish the national and individual debts at the usurious interest rates that enable the Illuminati to amass part of their vast fortunes. Another text reads, the war on illegal drugs cannot be won because the cartels are so powerful. That war is a fallacy initiated by the Illuminati who run the drug trade the trade in collaboration with the cartels and some principals in governments. They also are at the top of the money laundering business. And when they no longer are in the pictures, both of these industries will start unraveling. Everything based in dark intention will crumble as vibratory levels keep rising. Another text reads, AI, inter, inter, AI artificial intelligence will turn the population into semi-robots with digitized programming. That, like all the Illuminati's others unconscionable plans for Earth people, will not come to pass, and AI will be used in beneficial ways. Dear ones, sharing the truth of those matters will uplift all who are receptive, and explaining another issue also can avoid needless fears. Some time ago, when we spoke about another lockdown, we said it was a possibility. Now it is a strong probability. Although we don't know exactly when that will come about, it appears to be near rather than distant, and we do not know it. We and we do know it won't be long-lasting. Still. It is advisable to have on, on hand extra food and other items useful in any unexpected situation. If truths are called in, it will be for your safety, not a military coup. And you can be certain that the light forces will ensure the, the aftermath is completely to your benefit and to your worlds. Indeed, you volunteers are powerful souls, but meeting every need of a third density civilization that slumbered while darkness was controlling life in their world is way more than your mission calls for. Myriad other souls are helping you help Earth and her residents. Some entire civilizations are beaming light to the planet to keep vibrations steadily rising. Members of one civilization appearing as cloud formations are greatly reducing toxic pollutions in the skies. Still, 
Until so-called vaccines no longer are in use, scientists and ET's special forces will continue to erase nanochips programming and decrease the effectiveness of elements that work in, in conjunction with 5G technology. Members of those forces in all intelligence agencies know what Illuminati operatives are planning and alert the White Hats who prepare accordingly. As we have mentioned previously, others in the special forces and crews and spaceships surrounding the planet will prevent a detonation of nuclear warheads. If that is needed, guardian angels and other souls in angelic realms are beaming the light of unconditional love and spirit guides are providing practical suggestions which individuals think are their own aha moments. Beloved brothers and sisters, you are part of the mightiest host of helpers this universe has ever known. Messengers from the light tells, tells us to ask within for answers. I don't know if I'm not getting any or if I'm not getting them clearly enough to analyze so I can discern, so I can discern which information to believe. Now, what do I do? So, uh, this is a, a question in quotes. Although it's possible to hear a voice clearly telling you what is true and what is not, it's much more likely that answers come as intuition. The soul's message is to the consciousness. Your soul self is within cosmic consciousness or creator source intelligence. And it is from there that information comes intuitively. It doesn't need to be analyzed. It needs you to trust your immediate reaction. If information flows naturally and lightly to your heart space, very likely it is true. If you feel resistance, a, mom a momentary tug, for instance, or a blocking sensation, very likely the information is false. Trusting what you sense is truth or falsehood is discernment. In your homelands, guidance from the soul reach your consciousness as naturally as you breathe. In third density bodies, however, Learning to trust intuition is like perfecting any other ability. It requires practice. Let us add another note about intuition and discernment. This partner capability distinguish, distinguishes between what is important for you to know and what it is not. Don't look within for answers to questions of tri trivial nature. In quotes, if the light on Earth is intensifying, why is violence increasing? Shouldn't it be decreasing? Violence is the downside of intensifying light, but that is only until the light is so intense that the low vibrations of violence cannot exist, and that time is coming closer by the day. Most violence is now caused by the dark ones, who are fighting the light forces tooth and nail every step of the way. Violence you call random, is a result of the light strengthening humankind's, humankind's characteristics and behavior. Good gets better, bad gets worse. Individuals who, who feel they have been unfairly treated direct their feelings toward the persons they hold responsible. Individuals who feel society has ignored them lash out at strangers. Gang members act with increased animosity toward, toward other gangs and there's payback from individuals who feel they have been bullied. Some individuals act out of deepened racial or religious bigotry. Others act out the violence in computer games and films. Many of those incidents are karmic lessons. 
chosen by all who are directly affected. Dear family, there's far, far more good on earth than bad. Countless acts of kindness, generosity and assistance happen every minute of every day around the world. There is an immeasurable abundance of goodness on earth and your light is helping to keep it flowing and growing. Light beings throughout this universe honor you for steadfastness in your mission and cheer you ever forward in your earth journey. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. Over to you, Chief. Well, you know, it reminds me of um, <clears throat> a story that was on Tucker Carlson last night about this little boy who frequented a restaurant where the waiter was always the same guy, and he, the kid's white and this, the waiter was black, and he grew up in with this guy and he always felt the guy was so friendly to him and you know just made an impression on him and then and he he was probably i don't know about nine years old too i guess but he found out that the waiter had for some reason had lost uh his home and was uh basically living on the streets so he set up a gofundme type of thing and made $67,000 for the guy and then gave it to him. And the guy and his family were able to buy a car and then to uh, get a place to live. Yeah, their house, something with their house, it got mold or something. They had to move out. And so um, this allowed him to fix his house and plus pay for, you know, all the renting someplace else so it saved his ass but this is a type of thing that you don't hear about although i have to say that on on fox they do talk about these good stories so they're bringing in more good stories than you hear on any other network and funny stories it's a better place to be i'm not saying they're all you know everybody's and they, you know, I'm saying out of all that's out there, Fox is the one that is more entertaining, and they talk about stories you don't hear anyplace else. It's really positive that they're changing their philosophy because it used to be that oh, only bad news sells. You know, enough of that crap. Let's make why why can't good news sell as well? It's like oh, sex sells and violence sells, and all bad news all is the only thing that sells. I mean. You open a, a newspaper, any newspaper is where? Where is the good news? It's hard well, from, <laughs> from cover to cover. <laughs> it, they basically destroyed that concept because they have brought comedy out in such a force amongst the, the, the Fox hosts. It, it's fun. You know, they want to have fun. It's comedy. They've discussed the uh, end of comedy because of the censoring and brought comedians who, that's their job, they're comedians, and they brought them in as uh, contributors, Fox contributors. Joey Fallon was just a comedian, well, not just, but he was a comedian, not terribly successful. But I got to tell Jimmy. you, that guy, Jimmy, yes, I, he gets on a, these different shows, and they're all different shows. And he is just really brilliant. And he's very funny because he's streetwise. He used to be a taxi cab driver. 
but I just so much enjoy the the just the type of people that they bring on there. And if there was any doubt about it, you look at Gutfeld. Gutfeld's show is like the number one ever. And it's mostly they take serious things. And yeah, sometimes they get into serious discussions. But for the most part, they take serious stories, inform you of them, but leave you laughing. And um, it's, it's laughter. It's joy. If you just continually say, if I do nothing else in the day but be joyful and be nice, those energies are what's driving us to the future, a good future. All this fear and worry. And he also touched on, you know, you've got, you've got to believe. It comes with trust. I mean, it's one of those things. Believe, but trust. I mean, trust, but verify. It's that kind of a concept, you know. Just get yourself into a position where you can say, well, I want it to be true. And why is it not true? There's no necessity for it not to be true. So I'm going to accept it as being true until I see that it doesn't work. And begin to to trust your inner messaging. You know, be more aware of it. Listen. And don't, you know, don't react respond think about things but don't play them out just think about them and say is this comfortable to me you know think about the options that you have and say is this is this what i should do and you'll feel a difference in your body i mean i do everybody i know that you know goes through life kind of doing this not not every single thing that happens to you. You remind me of an anecdote that Inelia just told uh, in after one of her classes, in, and it dovetails what you always say about reality is what you think it is, is that um, I don't know if this is a... She talks about a son, but I don't know if it's from the first or the second marriage, and... He had all kinds, he, he got into lots of trouble because he got into drugs and she realized that all her helping was not working, at, not, not helping at all. It was actually perpetuating the situation. So she stopped helping because all she was doing was enabling her, his drug addiction. So at one point he wrote her a really nasty letter blaming her for everything. And she says it was it was so painful it, the way the letter was written that she actually I felt the impact in my emotional body. But she realized she closed her eyes and she imagined that he wrote her a, di- a different letter. She imagined he was that he wrote her a, a positive, uplifting letter where he was saying, uh, "What were what was where were some of the things." happening in his life and what his child was doing and how his family was doing. So overall, a very nice letter. So what she decided to do is she sat down and she wrote a letter in response to that other letter that she just imagined her son wrote her. And not thinking anything would come of it. She just wrote it and sent it. And then two weeks later, she gets a letter and it, it was exactly that. It was a response to that letter that she chose to write 
where he was saying oh, all the good things that he was doing and the good things that were happening and the, how the family was moving forward. <laughs> so when I heard that anecdote, it, it fits so well into what you're always saying. You, reality is what you think it is. <laughs> you, you don't have to be in a step. So you, we don't have to be constantly thinking, oh, you know, the, the cabal is this and the cabal is that. Well, so what? Let them enjoy their reality, which is really bad and negative. It's not going anywhere because it's it's crumbling. So why sh why should we, we worry about it? Just focus on the positive. Focus on building your reality. And and it happens. It comes to pass. It's just that if we, if we don't push a button, something happens now. We feel, oh, no, I, I had, had a positive thought, but nothing. Well, how long ago? Is, oh, like three minutes ago. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. Well, I think we're, we're that's been true for, for a long, very long time. But I think with the energies the way they are, that manifestation, especially coming from a positive standpoint, is going to be much... The, the, the universe around us is more conducive to that kind of energy. Yeah. Because it used to be put down, put down, put down. But now, I mean, you t people talk about... I mean, that teacher that said, I can't do this, she said the... The decision was to buckle under this other thing or stand up in my own Christian religion. And so, you know, let's face it, the vast majority, well, not the vast anymore, but the majority of people in this country are Christian. And so when they, when they begin to get engaged, and they're getting engaged because the fundamental belief system that they have, you may not agree with it. I mean, I was brought up in it, but now I wouldn't say that I agree with the Christian, you know, I don't believe in the Christian dogma at all. But it is, it's, it's, a, it's an energy field that these people are in that they do listen because they believe there are angels that God can t talk to them. You know, it's part of their belief system as children. So they're very dangerous to the dark side. Those are the ones that are going to be standing up because they've got that belief system already ingrained in them. But more importantly, it's the manifestation concept. If all of these people begin to wake up and say, you know, you people are evil. You're not just misguided, you are evil. And we're not going to have any of this come into our lives. If they put that energy out and they're all take, you know, putting out the same kind of energy with that reality is very powerful. You know, it can dominate anything else just by the numbers and by the focus and by the fact that this is what they believe. I'd rather have a Christian next to me than somebody that's an atheist in a foxhole. The Christian's going to believe in God. The atheist doesn't have a God, they think. <laughs> Foolish people. You just have to look at the mag ma magic of life in all ways. Um, 
Anyway, thank you, Matthew. Was there something, Dolly, that you wanted to add about that or something you wanted to discuss? Or did you want to bring up what you had to begin with? Yeah, I have a different topic. Okay. So when you get done with Matthew, then I'll bring it up. I bring it up, bring it up. With Matthew. Bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> um, I went to lunch with two ladies that Annette used to work with. They're both retired now, and they are old. They're, they're in their early 50s or late 40s. But, but anyway, we went to lunch and had a wonderful lunch, and we got to talking about the Murdoch trial. Uh, and th these ladies do not know what is a white hat, what is a black hat. They know nothing about what we all talk about. So here's what we ended up saying about that trial. And I just wanted to talk about it because for a couple of reasons, you'll probably understand when I say it. If you, uh, if you stop and think about it, Murdoch, uh, if you're talking with an accent like a lot of people do, it, it is close to saying murder, murder. Murder. And when you say murder with the accent, murder. So it's the same thing. Um, and uh, when, when I heard one of the jurors, he was the man, I think he was on Fox. I don't watch any other show, so I, it's got to be Fox. He was saying that the guy had no tears. I think it was Tucker who interviewed him. Maybe it was the other dude, uh, the egotistical guy, Jesse Waters. Um, and the, the juror said, what tears? He wasn't crying. He had no tears. He had a snot. But he had no tears. And um, this uh, Murdoch is a fantastic actor. I mean, this dude is a very fantastic actor. And that's what the ladies were saying, too. And lies. He, just, uh, he lies so much that you wonder if he ever tells the truth. So the stories he was telling on the stand, oh, they didn't know really what was true. Um, and they they assumed everything was a lie. Of course, he did admit to stealing from people. Uh, he said he thought his son uh, was being targeted because the son was driving the boat when there was a boat accident and a, one of the girls was killed. And so he's trying to make a story that uh, somebody was coming after him because of that it, to, to say 
it wasn't him who murdered his wife and son. And um, I looked at the man. I didn't watch the trial. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. Uh, it was too evil. I, it came right through the TV at me. So I couldn't really watch it. I just would see blips here and there. And the girls were were saying things about it and he had uh, uh, mushed in mushed face I mean his top and bottom were real close together and he, he looked just like a a baby adult a baby face and, and when he stood the red hair, I got to say about the red hair. Uh, he had beautiful, shiny red hair, different shades of it blended in. And it was his hair. Is it, is, is, he's a redhead. But as things, as, as he would say different things, I noticed his hairs would change red. From an evil-looking red to to a pretty-looking red, to, uh, to it, his hairs made a standout point when you'd see him, and the girls were commenting about that. And when he was standing at the end, when the lady clerk was reading the verdict from. The verdict. He just stood there. He, to me, he lost all humanity. He, his eyes turned dark. He stood there like a statue. It, it, it looked like humanity left his body completely, and evil took over. Ooh, I get goosebumps just thinking of what I saw, and. I mentioned that, and the girls, they just went crazy. Yes, he's evil. He was so evil that uh, their husband, they, the ladies and their husbands said they, their hairs stood up because all of a sudden they get this evil coming from him. And um, I had mentioned, well, I don't understand why this man murdering his two, his his wife and his son, why does that take precedent over any other murder, over anyone having murdered their, their wife or their son, children, or why did this case stand out where Fox would, the whole day, they would spend the whole day on the trial, what was going on that we were supposed to be watching over there at the trial, watch the trial, rather than over here where something was going on that they didn't want us to see? I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I know the toxic stuff is happening all over the joint, train wrecks and plants blowing up and, and things like that. And I know some. The food plants, I heard, white hats were uh, behind that because there was poison 
in the food. They were making it with poison. And I, oh my gosh. They also said uh, uh, there was human in the food. And, and it made me think Soylent Green. It's Soylent Green. And uh, so I know this stuff's going on. But, and we all have seen this happening, the, the, all this stuff. But what is really worse than all that happening that they put on this trial thing with this guy from an evil family that the family killed off people uh, to keep them quiet and they stole money, millions of dollars from people and all that so it was the evil family but why why was that trial being brought out rather than let us look somewhere else what was that somewhere else thing and I just uh, I just wondered if any of y'all made any connection like that or uh, do y'all think I'm nuts we are nuts the ladies and I Okay. Well, what you said makes uh, a lot of sense because, at least to me, one of the things, if this were not this time, because everything is changing around us, if if we yes. were living in a, in a, if this were, let's say this is 10 years ago, we wouldn't even know about this trial right. and chances right. are this this man would get out on a technicality even though he openly and blatantly yes. killed two people we've seen the opposite of that you are being exposed to every sort of detail and he's been sentenced to uh, you know uh, life in jail life. two times yeah so it's like <laughs> where's the cabal life. defending his members in the, the cabal that usually defends his members is nowhere to be seen. So if anything, at, at least to me, it's confirmation that they're not as powerful as they used to be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in sort of on the side that Walt just sort of set up because I was furious with Fox. I was like, oh, my God, I, what is the matter with you? I really, like, questioned, you know, their sanity that they would put this on. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I wouldn't look at it. I'd turn the, the, the sound off or I'd go to something else. I mean, I use it as background stuff, you know. So, I, w I but I was absolutely, I wanted to find out how I could complain about this. But now, what you said about, well, the, the jury said that they had come to the conclusion he was guilty in 45 minutes. And somebody mm -hmm. pointed out that it took more than 45 minutes to figure out who's the jury chairman or whatever they call him. Um, yeah. So, Leader. Yeah. You know, um, so it was like I would see snippets of things. And mostly I would see things like on Fox that showed the commentary on MSNBC, CNN, the others, right, concerning his testimony. And they'd all say, oh, we came off so good, and all they need is one juror to question stuff. But, it, it, so, I mean, but the jury itself, you know, focused on the, the facts that were at play, and there was no question the guy was a liar. 
but they could see him. He actually he lied to the jury, and then the the prosecutor was able to prove that he had lied to the jury. So at that point, if the jury knows that he's lied to us once, probably all of this is lies. And the judge has yeah. said, you know, if you find, a, you know, something about a, a person is a lie, then dismiss everything else they say. He told them that. And the judge. Well, I didn't after, hear that. Yeah. And after after the judge, um, you know, got the verdict, he said, that's that's a, that's the way it should have gone. You know, like, yes, good. Good jury. <laughs> good jury. You got it. Yeah, I liked the was, judge. He was yeah, cool. it was kind of funny, but. Um, but what your your analysis of the ability to be able to perceive this evilness? I saw what you saw, but I was like I say, I was just I, I didn't want to look at it. I wasn't really looking at. It. I saw it, but yeah. I didn't look at it. But you apparently and those girls I didn't watch it. But yeah. the girls saw the same thing. This evilness that was just prevalent. Yes. Well, maybe that's why Fox did this. Maybe you know if we look mm. at if we look at what Matthew tells us that we've got all of these super helpers all around us, and that we are as beings you know increasing our ability to manifest what what is it that we really want to manifest? We want to manifest awareness. We want people to wake up. This is a spiritual battle between good and evil. You know, it's it's yes, it's insane and crazy, but it's insane and crazy because you people who are insane have been put to, in that situation because the evil put you there. We're not against you. We love you. We just want you to wake up. I mean, that's really what I think most of us and the memes that you'll find in the, you know, up the chat thing that Yasmin put it. That's what it is. It's a frustration amongst us. Because that's what our goal is right now, to wake people up. And it just seems like, oh my God, why won't they wake up? We now have sirens. And it's been like, years, yes. Yes, yes. And so if you get to a point where you, and these people, you know, obviously have some kind of time travel. They can look into the future a little bit, you know. But maybe this is what people need now. Something to focus on, because I, every, I mean, why would Fox be doing it? Because people were watching it, you know. And so, if you got people that are really engaged in this, and you three of you at least who watched it saw the evil, and obviously the jury saw the evil, maybe it's some kind of a point in space and place where evil cannot hide anymore. And they needed it to be put out there like that. I'm just saying maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. But I but kept it, thinking there's something going on. Every time I'd see a snippet, I'd say, no, there's something going on that they want us to watch this and there's something else happening. Well, uh, aren't we finally showing their, li their lifestyle, how these people have lived all their lives. If anything, if, if you are going to zoom out and get a big picture of the whole thing, this man is being sentenced to life in jail, right? For, not for two, yes. Okay, not for being not for committing a crime. He's being sentenced for being himself, because 
what he did it's it's it was the that was the lifestyle of all these rich cabal families they lie and cheat yes. and steal and kill like it's it's another day it's a day in the life oh today i kill this guy tomorrow i'll kill that guy oh i'll steal so many millions i'll sleep with this woman or i'll betray i mean so if anything he's going to jail for being himself and he says he's a liar yeah. he says it without any regret whatsoever yeah. he says, i'm a liar you're right walt <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like yes, I agree. This he is might have been this sacrificial lamb. Let's put him up there and show him who these yeah, people yeah. really you're, are. You're asking yeah. yourself, what is important about this case? Okay, this is it. This is is normal for them. This is what they consider normal. This is what you're dealing with. And when he finally, when he, when he finally got the verdict and the game was over. There was nothing there, just an empty, empty vessel of nothingness. Was yes, that? Yes. No? He had done his and part, devil. Right, right. And so he left, and then whatever, whatever evilness went, had the whole reign in his being. And yeah, the when, evil didn't want and, to be put in jail. When the guard put the handcuffs on him, all he did was look down and rub his wrist where the handcuffs were. That was the most emotion that he showed at that part of the trial. That, that I did see that, but I didn't see any part of the trial, really, except for the snippets on TV. Well, if he it, was raised as a cabal baby, emotion would have uh, been traumatized out of him. Because that's one of the things they do with the children when they're babies. They're they're actually traumatized. They that that there's a disconnect between the soul and the mind, and they achieve that through trauma, and that's why they they are so disconnected from what you you and I would refer to as reality. Uh, no, things like compassion and uh, forget it. No, that those those concepts don't even go. So they have no emotion. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, in fact, this is in, in a way, if you if you listen to her lectures, the things that she tells about her family, this, um, this lady, uh, Jay-Z, uh, Jesse Zibatar, she's from a wealthy family and they're all uh, devil worshippers. And she tells, you know, the, the, all the things that she went through is like, for example, like when she was a child, um, there were a, there was a family dinner, and there was one cousin, and all he ate was uh, uh, olives, and she didn't understand that. And he, in private, he told her, "You do know that that's the only food that doesn't have any poison in it. All the food is poisoned. That's one of the things they. That's part of their this lifestyle." She says that's why she's she's dealing with uh, health issues because uh, she had no idea that she was being poisoned as she grew up. That was part of the of the pra cult practices. But what the things the things that she tells about her family is like it makes you squirm. 
So then you're looking at this man, and this man is the is the result of that uh, upbringing. So we're we're yeah. actually we're seeing it. It's, now it's beginning to creep to the surface more and more. The uh, cabal lives. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So you are right. People. Something needed to be shown. Something needed to be demonstrated by this child. You are quite correct. So what did the other people, you know, take away from it, Dolly? They took away so much evil. They really felt the evilness from this dude. And so they it was, said an they, it was an awakening. They yes. actually saw evil. Yes. Right. Right. And they hadn't seen stuff like that before. And you said there's yes. their husbands also perceived it. They had a conversation. Yes. They watched it together. I didn't watch it. They watched it. That's what they came up with. And they talked about it with each other. Their hairs standing up. And they felt weird. They said, the the air around us, when they said the verdict and he, re he didn't react in any way. Uh, and what they saw from him, they actually saw the humanity leave him in uh one of them said, I actually felt it leave him when it left him. And uh, they talked about with their husbands at right then, right at that moment. Because uh, they said the atmosphere in their house changed even. And uh, they turned the TV off too sweet because they, they didn't like the feel of it. It was. It really was an eye opener for them. Yes. So they associated the energy coming off the TV as evil. Yes. And they don't usually think that way. They don't well, even know what a white hat is or a black hat. I I would think it was more of um, having this experience of seeing evil experiencing evil that might have um shocked their bodies their energy bodies that then radiated mm -hmm. into, the, into the room i don't think it came off the mm -hmm. television i think it was probably more likely their reaction to it which when you think mm -hmm. of that that you know oh my god these people had an aha moment that they certainly did not want Mm-hmm. So how many Absolutely, other people yes. woke up in that instance of seeing that? That's I what I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, I think it was, and the fact that Fox put it on, I don't think it ran like that on the other stations. I don't know, but I mean. I, I don't know. I never, never go there. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Fox where they didn't do. You know, tele didn't put on Biden in his speeches where everybody else did. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. 
Very interesting. But thank you. And for I that. was mad at Fox too. You, you're welcome. Thank you for listening. Yes. Well, uh, I was Dolly. thoroughly mad at Fox. What? Dolly, pay yeah. attention to how you felt at this whole story, right? And this is a, a, a this is a story of a of, of a lawyer of a man who's committed this horrible crime, right? And uh -huh. think, you know, you you just told it what you felt, the sensations that you felt. Imagine just for a second what you're going to feel when they reveal what's in those tunnels where they rescued all those children that were in cages. Oh, what? Oh, I don't know if I can. That's going to be that's going to be how many times more horrible than this. Yeah, that's yeah, why I look at the people who don't. Go ahead. Look at the people that we're trying to wake up. We're trying to tell them these things to prepare them. How are they going to react? If I react this way and the ladies react this way, how are those people going to react? Well, I think that they're stepping it up. That's why I say this feels more and more like a white hat show. You know, yeah. let them see this yeah. evil. They'll, th that the next phase, they'll go, oh, my God, it's even worse than I thought it was. Because, I mean, that's what's kept me sane is that I, over decades, you'd find out something and you go, oh, my God. And then the next thing would be, oh, my God, it's even worse. But you had the time to adjust to it. It's it's amazing, you know, how much adjustment a human being can can go through. So, yeah. And of course, it might start up again because there's always the appeal. <laughs> oh, by then, my God, yes. I mean, years in the future, and I'm hoping that you know we're not years in the future of getting this done. So we're oh. in the last couple of minutes here. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Either of you have anything else? To, to, huh? Do you, do you have anything else I you want? I didn't say anything. Either of you? No, no. That was, I just wanted to bring <laughs> that out and see if I was nuts. Uh, well, nutser than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for letting me share that. Thanks. Yeah, and for those people that are in Thank chat. Thank you. Uh, do go up and look at those memes or memes that Yasmin put. I think you'll get a chuckle out of them. Go ahead, Dolly. I'm sorry. I don't know where the beans are. Thank you are. all for being here and listening. Okay. Now, Walt, what I'm going to play the song right now. And at the end of the song, will you disconnect, please? Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be blessed. Say what? Say What Radio Show, with no agenda, it's always a surprise, but if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>